Play Menu there. Bring up the phone. Yo, what's good? How's it going, man? Hey, it's Will. Calm back. Hey, it's a good time. Welcome back to the Ketchup. I'm Will R, and I live in a noisy apartment now, so sorry about the background noise. And I'm Noah Shore, and I love noise. <laughs> well, that's good. Not much. Eventful weekend. How was yours? Wait, that was a misunderstanding. I said, well, that's good. And then you responded to, what's good? That's good. What's good? Should, should I just say, what's good, and then you start from there? Sure. So, what's good, bud? Good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's too easy. Uh, not much. Eventful weekend. How was yours? Uh, also eventful in that there was a major historical event that I attended. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am, of course, speaking of the Trump inauguration. Yeah, that was crazy. I how what was Friday like in Washington, D.C.? Well, that was a joke that you missed. I didn't attend the inauguration. You weren't up there at the inauguration. Yeah, I thought I saw you up there. Oh. <laughs> sitting there no i was in my office and uh where there was like it was funny because they you know they always like when they're whenever there's like a broken window or something journalists just like recycle this one shot of like a burning shopping cart or the broken window and they're like there's widespread riots <laughs> and so there was like a broken window and a burning shopping cart and that they said were riots that were not riots um and that was like two blocks from my office huh i was wondering because you know, the marches were Saturday, and I was like, I wonder if it's going to be as crazy as it looked in D.C. on Friday. Yeah, but it wasn't actually crazy. It was like, I don't know. I remember the Occupy days. This was like, a, this was not This was not crazy. D.C. was fine. That's good. So you told me you were encouraged to work from home on Friday, yet you chose not to. Yeah, I was encouraged to work from home, um, but I bike in, and I live really close, and I and I thought that I would have, like, a good view of some stuff on the street, and I did, so I went in. It was just, like, me and, and two other people, actually, out of, like, 150. Nice. Um, yeah, so then infinitely more attended yesterday, Saturday. Well, not according to official sources, but I think official sources are losing validity by the day. Yeah, I think I'm more of an official source than that. Yeah, I think so, too. I was there at the second one, and it seemed pretty fucking big, and I think that's about as reliable as uh, <laughs> as the official source. Yeah, I, I, that was crazy. I So, yeah, we marched here in New York. Where, where were the marches in New York? So we started at 42nd and 2nd Avenue, and we marched to Trump Tower. So we marched all the way up 42nd to Fifth Avenue and then down Fifth Avenue to 56th Street. Okay. Um, Trump Tower is on 57th, but they cut us off. The, the barricades were 56th. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But it was crazy. It it took most of the time. It, it took in maybe two hours to go like two avenues. Yeah. I mean, we were at the, uh, you and I together, we went to that climate march, the the Bill McKibben march a couple years ago, and I feel like I feel like we went a half a mile in like four hours. Yeah, and then we dipped and got gyros, and that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we didn't even make it. No, we didn't even do the rest. I heard Joe Biden was at the front, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm going." And then I realized the front was a million people in front of me, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm never gonna see Joe Biden. <laughs> I want a gyro." <laughs> I heard Joe Biden was at the front of this march. Oh, was he? No. Oh, I heard Chuck Schumer was at the New York march. Yeah, my friend Ken ran into him. Whoa. You know Ken. I don't know why I said my friend. I meant from the listening audience, which includes Ken, because yeah. he told me he listens. But um, it does. He, he he was taking pictures by Trump Tower, and a guy bumped into him, and it was Chuck Schumer. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he just went, oh, Chuck Schumer. And he was like, hey. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a pretty recognizable face, I guess. 
Um, yeah, you you met him, right? I did meet him. I took a selfie with him. I've seen that selfie. He looks like a corpse in that selfie for some reason. Yo, don't talk about my boy Chuck like that. He's the most powerful Democrat in the country right now. I know. And it, you had to see him up there at the inauguration on Friday. Like, yeah. Reading. Um, what what was the march like? What was the energy like? Did you did you enjoy it? It was great. It was cr- I, I loved it. I really loved the energy. It was very positive energy. Um, a whole lot of just all the signs were great. So that, that's funny. I actually I was planning on talking about signs a little bit because I, you know, I, I decided to go down here and obviously it's like obviously it's like the epicenter of women's marches. This is like the big one. And I had some spray paint and some like Cora board that I was going to make a sign with. And all of the signs that I thought of were just like classics, like sarcastic will shit. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know, man, I don't want to be like perceived as like taking this as a joke. And I had this thought in my head that like signs wouldn't be funny, but signs were so funny. Yeah, I know. I Friday night was making mine. I was like, I don't know. Like it's all, it doesn't seem sincere if I have a serious sign. <laughs> Not that anyone in the crowd knows me, but like, um, I made a sign that was a Friday Night Lights reference. The what was it? Put booby in the what? Y'all want to win? Put booby in? No, <laughs> no. Um, I'm also only on season one, so I booby is not in this. Oh, I only know the movie. I never watched the show. Oh, but sorry. Believe, what was your sign? I believe that the show version of booby is Smash Williams. Um. Anyway, my so the the saying in Friday Night Lights is clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. And I said, tiny hands, no heart, will lose. <laughs> and it was great. I had a great time. That's great. I like that. So yeah, and actually, all of the the funny signs that I saw, especially on the internet, that made me think like, damn, maybe I should have had a funny sign. We're mostly in New York, and I think that says something about like the kind of like satirical dark humor of new york as opposed to washington but maybe i'm reading too much into that um ones ones that i wanted to do the first one i thought of was just to write what she said which is like due deference to like the women around me having more important opinions about women than me like that was actually kind of a serious message but i didn't want it to get mixed up with that's what she said which is like (laughs) almost always used to sexually objectify women um and then i thought of just having one in the same vein that was just like sam (laughs) um and then i thought of having one that was just i said please (laughs) and i didn't do any of those i actually didn't end up making a sign um so Shame on me. Yeah, so but, fuck um, you. Some of the funniest ones that I saw on online and in person were, um, <laughs> I think my favorite one was uh, CBS Donald Trump approval rating, 32%. Rotten Tomatoes Paul Blart Mall Cop rating, 33%. <laughs> That's amazing. Because, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then I saw another one that I liked that was uh, not usually a sign guy, but geez. <laughs> I saw that one too. Yeah, I think that's that's not one that originated this weekend. I think you're right. Yeah, I we had a. I also just loved the amount of little kids that were in this. Like so yeah, many. Yeah, I kids. saw lots of kids. We, yeah, we had these great girls next to us who had a great chant of "Burn his hair, burn his." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That was yeah. Um, this was crazy because we walked. The craziest part for me was you walk over, you walk through Grand Central, and I don't know if you know Grand Central Station. There was a bridge over Grand Central Station that that cars drive over. 
Got it. And it was shut down, and people were on the bridge, like, screaming and holding signs down to us as we crossed the bridge. Oh, that's cool. So you go cool. under the bridge, and everyone's yelling. It was really, that was really that's cool. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to get to the pro-Trump rally and got stuck in this, so I just went with it. Yeah, I was just trying to find a McDonald's. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that, like, the original like the original messaging that I received about this was like specifically not to be anti-Trump and not that I like, I'm totally cool with anti-Trump. It was on the same weekend as inauguration. Like obviously it was kind of going to just be naturally framed as anti-Trump. All the messaging I originally saw was like, don't make this about him. Just make this a pro women's March. And I'm not sure if that messaging like really efficiently got out there. I, in New York, I think it did. I would say most of the signs were about, gender rights and abortion and and uh a lot of planned parenthood stuff okay good that's good that's that's what i kind of hoped for but you know these things are also kind of an open forum yeah i was worried that uh i was gonna look like a man like who just showed up to this woman's rally well that's also why i didn't want to have like a super serious sign like i'm a white straight male like this doesn't affect me nearly as badly as it does most people and like i, I don't know i i didn't want to take myself too seriously in this case was it uh was it diverse around you yeah super super yeah same. um one of my one of my fa- favorite people that i saw and i wanted to take a picture i wanted to ask to take a picture with her but then it didn't really work out um was a super old woman in a wheelchair dressed to the freaking nines she's getting pushed by her daughter dressed to the nines like sick hat like lacy like over the face type of thing and it was just uh it was like i voted for and it listed all of the people that she voted for from truman to clinton and it was just like damn didn't really have to say much else was just like i am mother earth incarnate (laughs) and i voted for the right person and that was super powerful to me especially because she just looks so damn good i really wish i did get a picture with her Mm. yeah that's what a what a crazy time it was a crazy weekend and i'm hoping that i carry that energy forward into the crazy four years that's gonna keep that's uh, that's ahead of us yeah i really want to i i've like i was doing a ton of like signing emails and all this stuff to get on emailing list of like what to do next word can we uh, can we maybe skirt copyright law a little bit and have YG play us out with fuck Donald Trump? Sure. Please, executive producer Noah, please. You know what? I grant you that wish. Yay. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Support for the catch-up and the following message is brought to you by Mosquitoes. So part of that noise I was apologizing for is generated by um, a really old steam heating system, which if it happens, if it kicks on, you'll know. And we'll put it in the show because it's actually pretty interesting. Um, It kind of sounds like two people that are made of chains fighting. (laughs) And um, but the other half or the other like quarter of that noise is just having new roommates, um, which is fine. Like I didn't. Are they the people who are in chains? fighting no they're not oh, okay they, they they are not um but it's fine that they're like noisy like you can't i had a really quiet apartment before and i feel like you can't just always expect like people to be quiet when 
you need to record your podcast that they don't even know about. And it, they're also just like right above me. So uh, yeah, it's like a little bit louder. So sorry about that. It's okay. In essence, this is a very uh, passive aggressive segment on our show where we just say, if it's too loud, it's our roommates. And we get a little louder when we say roommates. So they. Yeah. It's my roommates. Sorry. Yeah. And hopefully they hear this roommates part. No, I actually don't care at all. It almost is kind of like part of the sound design. Like, I feel like sometimes those hot 97 DJs, like, have like either like they have like the window open and you can hear like the sirens or they've got some like audio engineer like putting that stuff in probably the latter you mean the ones that like cut in to a song midway yeah <laughs> start saying like a sentence just start saying a sentence um i went hot 97 three two, two catch up let's go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those guys. I think those guys are the same guys that insert the sound design. So this is just kind of like two birds with one stone. Instead of having to insert sound design, it's just, you know, you can just hear people walking above me and putting their laundry in and tripping and locking the door and all that. Yeah, you wanted more sound design this season, so yeah. we just got louder roommates. So I literally moved. <laughs> um, no, it's very true. We've, I mean, we both went to school and we both now live not with our parents so we've had a lot of different roommates oh man you couldn't wait to say that couldn't you well you know i was hoping that if you had asked me to set up this segment that's what i would have led in with um (laughs) that's all i got though so no congratulations for moving out of your parents house that's good that's a real thing thanks um but it's true you know you have to like kind of learn a new set of rules every time you live with someone and how to like tread even if you've known them for a long time, like I've known my two new roommates for a very long time, but I don't like know what it's like living with them. Yeah, living with people and chilling with people and working with people are all just like super different things. Um, yeah, I consider myself to be a pretty exceptional roommate. It doesn't mean that I want to chill with my roommates or that my roommates want to chill with me, for that matter. I, I don't know. I I think I'm a good roommate, but I also don't. Maybe we need special guests on on a future episode to tell us if we are good roommates or not. I feel like, for the most part, I'm good. Maybe... Well, I feel like our other friends, so you live with two of our other friends, like, whenever I was with two of you, if there was bitching to be done about the other, like, I would I would basically be the outlet for that, and I feel like I never really heard anything about you being a roommate, a bad roommate. A, a roommate, in general. I, I heard about you being a crybaby, <laughs> and <laughs> immature, and selfish, mm. but, you know, not a bad roommate. Right, right. That's good. Um... Uh, especially with those two people, Dan and Jeremy, I, our fights were over very quickly. We had fights that lasted like three minutes. We get super mad at each other. Oftentimes a fake fight would turn into a real fight. And then like two minutes later, one of us would be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys were, were bickery about it. Um, but it, obviously you guys were all still very good friends. Right. Um, I'm just going to shout out Dan for a second. This was like the dumbest roommate argument I've ever had. And I'd like to know yours as well. Sure. We, um, he, he likes his popcorn a bit on the burnt side. Got it. Well done. Um, right. He'll put it in and then he'll put it in again. So it'll pop and then he'll put it in again. And I always hated that he would put it in again because he was treading dangerously close to smoking up the house. Okay. If it was burned, um, and that's just what happened one time. He was like, no, it's fine. He put it in. He usually t- took it back out after like 30 to 45 seconds. He left it in for like a full minute. And I don't know in those last 15 seconds what happened, but 
our entire kitchen, the smoke alarm went off, like our microwave and kitchen for the next like two days just smelled like burnt popcorn. And the whole house was smoky. So that was probably, and I got really mad at him because I kept telling him not to. And then like two minutes later, we were just like, All right, I'm sorry. And that was it. But that was probably the dumbest one. That's, by most standard, that's like, if that's your worst roommate story, I think you have pretty good history of roommates. Yeah, I mean, we had really stupid fights all the time, but, like, there was never anything, like, bad. And they were all dumb. Yeah. I I, I pretty much avoid conflict with all people, and that that's, like, doubly important for me uh, in the my zone of peace, the place where I live. <laughs> um, I did, I think, the only real disagreement I can think of, which was pretty dumb. I mean, yeah, I had, like, bickery stuff in college, too, but, um... I was in when I was in grad school I had a roommate who had really bad allergies which sucks like sympathy for that but so she bought this like really nice vacuum and vacuumed the house with it to get like all the dust and and debris and allergens out presumably Mm -hmm. and then like hit the landlord up for money for the vacuum she was like I have bad allergies so like you have to help pay for this vacuum and the landlord was like that's interesting. Do you want like a short no or a long no? <laughs> Basically, like, do you want a letter from a lawyer that says no or a text from me that says no? So whatever. I guess she kind of gave up on that front, but then like asked me for money for the vacuum. And I was like, yeah, like I have vibes with the allergy thing, but I wasn't part of the decision on the vacuum. Like I wasn't part of the decision of which vacuum to get. Like maybe I would have shopped around for a cheaper vacuum. And it kind of seems like I'm, like, your ex-post last resort for, like, recouping some of your losses. Uh-huh. And really, like, I didn't benefit from this. Like, I'm just okay with sneezing all the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think I was probably a little bit of a dick about that. But I was just like, yeah, I'll catch you on the flip about that one. Like, I'll let you know. <laughs> and just like, I mean, I think, I guess I'm biased. I think you're in the right there. Dude, I'm definitely in the right on that. You know, that would be an interesting segment going forward to bring a fight we have and the other person to be the jury on it an unbiased jury <laughs> i so infrequently get into legitimate disagreements that aren't like productive disagreements yeah, like disagreements i'm trying to have you know same uh i did once throw out an entire roommate's every all their stuff and they got mad at me and i thought that was dumb you know what what what's up <laughs> <laughs> i just threw you know put it out put it out there i didn't like it anymore i threw out all the stuff I think you were in the right on that one. He came back and was like, where's my stuff? And I was like, yeah, it's gone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I'm getting a studio apartment because I hate everybody. Oh, man. I did a thing. I forgot to – if I, I forgot to – I did a thing. So there's a really, really nice new condo building down my block. And the other night, like really nice, like really, really nice. It's just being built right now. And the other night, I like uh, wrote down the URL. It's like – pre-leasing open now and so i took down the website and i'm like i could there's no chance i could ever afford this place the studios are upwards of 2k a month and uh i have a viewing this week oh my god (laughs) i just want to know what it would be like to be rich and do that (laughs) that's great i uh, i'd love a i'd love a picture or something yeah, you I'll uh, take a photo. I'll take some pics and like act like I'm considering it super seriously. I mean, oh, god dang it! Now that I say this, I realize I'm wasting a real human's time here. No, people do that all the time. Will people love going to open houses? Well, but an open house, the marginal cost of one additional person on an open house is nothing or close to nothing. But like, someone's literally gonna meet me and take me on a tour of this studio. Well, you know, 
maybe maybe you'll be interested in it. So here here is what I'll say to to make this morally okay. I vow right now to if I come into money in the next if I come into a lot of money while I'm in DC, I'll seriously consider this place and I'll factor my original tour into that decision. Good. That's good. I'll let you know how it goes. I think it's going to be baller. Support for the catch-up and the following message is brought to you by Paper Receipts, because we definitely still need them. So, Will, you said you needed my help with something? Yeah, I've got this itch on my back. I need you to come down to D.C. for that. That's expensive. Yeah. Now I can just use the corner of my dresser. It's pretty clutch height for back itches. It's kind of savage. It's kind of lonely, too, now that I think about it. <laughs> I just feel like an ape whenever I do it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an ape scratching its back against the tree trunk. Exactly. Yeah, I gotcha. I get the imagery. Nice. Um, what I actually need help with, it's kind of a long story. Um, I got this thing for Christmas called an Arduino. And if you Google Arduino, if I Google Arduino even, and I use this thing, it will say things that you don't understand and that I don't understand. Like super big words that have to do with, I guess, electrical engineering. I don't really know. But the breakdown is that it's this small circuit board that takes inputs from sensors, like for example, a temperature sensor, and then you write program to determine its output based on the input. So for example, a very simple one might be attaching a temperature sensor to something, and when it gets below 32 degrees, a light comes on to tell you that it's freezing. Okay. Sounds straight? We got it so far? Very understandable. Okay. So it is an open source community, and the number of sensors... Also, I'll add, Arduino does a lot more things than I'm saying right now, but I'm kind of confining the scope of this conversation to my skill level. Are you scared that a lot of nerds will write in like, it's not, it, it does more than that. Well, I kind of thought about like, there's all these like Wi-Fi capabilities I haven't tapped into yet. So whatever. Um, nerds, sorry. <laughs> um, so so because it's an open source community, right, there's um, huge proliferation of different sensors and uh, basically different methods of input and different methods of output. Um, so I grabbed a bunch of different sensors online and I was hoping you could tell me, um, maybe we could brainstorm some ideas, but for starters, I'll kind of tell you a couple things that I already made to give you some ideas of the types of problems that I'm solving with Arduino. Clear? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of, you know, basically what we're doing here is like applying like the year 2000 level computation to problems that I have here. Um, and so what that means is that a lot of things here, I mean, like at this present moment in time. And so what that means is that like a lot of the things that you can do with Arduino are kind of like better solved in other ways, like by an iPhone, like for example, that temperature sensor that I just pulled out, like I have an iPhone that can tell me if it's freezing. And unless I really needed like a hands-free option that I could just look and see if the light was on, like most of the problems, especially the entry level problems, the entry level solutions you can create, most of those are not super useful. Um, so it's a bit outdated, you're saying? Well, there's advanced usage that is not outdated at my skill level. I feel like a lot of the solutions are outdated or obsolete or just like better done with something else like an iPhone okay. or like an Amazon Dot or something like that. Um, right. 
that said, it was like super important for me to like, cause there was a learning curve. Like I had to learn some basic electrical engineering, uh, a new programming language. Like also like I have to build these things with like tweezers and it's hard. Um, Damn. so it was important to me that I actually tried to come up with like use cases that I could like, like problems that I could meet, um, with my skill level. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I've got two, um, the first one, the, the first example I actually could probably have, have done in a better way. Um, so the back door to my house is uh, really, really dark. Uh, and so when I come home late from work or from being out on the weekends, uh, I can't find the keyhole. And there is a light that I can turn on from the inside. But if I wanted it to be light at night, I would have to leave the light on all day, which uh, for environmental reasons, I don't want to do. Right. So I built this way over-engineered solution that uh, uses – so one of the open source sensors I was talking about is uh, an infrared human body induction sensor. So there's certain things about uh, humans that set off this trigger that other things won't. So what this does is if a human walks within six feet of this thing, it will turn an LED on, and then it will fade out and not do that again. Nice. So that was like my first thing. I also added this little like boop and then this little LED screen that said like welcome home will. But really like that problem is is just as as well solved with like I have a bike light on my backpack. I could just like turn the bike light on or the flashlight on my phone, right? So I, I the thing that the the innovative thing or the useful thing, the value added thing was that it was hands free. But really I typically have a hand I have a hand free basically to do this, right? Right. So the next iteration um, of kind of this first month or so with Arduino um, was actually something that I will contend has no commercial product meeting this need. Um, so I are, – are we on the same page? Are you following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So I'm just doing my laundry while you talk. It's fun. Yeah, gotcha. I know. You're just taking a nap. Come back in a minute. It can get pretty dull. So I commute by bike to work, um, and I like commuting by bike to work with the exception of when it is raining. I know a lot of, like, hardcore bike commuters will say that I'm kind of a wuss about that, but I just don't like it. Like, even with fancy rain gear and stuff, like, it's just unpleasant. I feel cold, and rain gear is oftentimes, like, uh, like it. you need really expensive rain gear to get stuff that waterproofs you but then also breathes it all. So if I use my rain gear that I have, it's basically like wearing a garbage bag to work and whatever – Call me a wuss. I don't really like bike commuting in the rain. And I've seen your suits. You are wearing a garbage bag to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just my regular clothes. Right. Work at a tech company, dude. Wear whatever you want. But so I have more or less said, like, okay, if it's raining, I don't want a bike to work. I want to take the metro. But the metro takes me 45 minutes to an hour to get to work, whereas biking only takes 20. Yeah. So the problem here is I don't want to have to wake up early to check if it's raining every morning. I want something to tell me if it is raining early in the morning so that I can get up and prepare to take the metro or let me sleep if it is not raining so that I can get up. I know that it's not raining and I go to work. So do you see where this is going now with the Arduino? Yes, I do. So there's a rain sensor, right? So from my window, I wired a rain sensor to outside and when moisture hits it, it completes a circuit and says to the Arduino, like signal on and then the Arduino, the part that I program, says, okay, if the signal is on from the rain sensor, then, like, play this thing. And I copied some code, like, from this tiny little speaker, and I copied some code from the internet to have it play, like, the Imperial March, which is really <laughs> annoying, actually. I kind of just want it to be a regular beep. Um, and then I – so first I tested it that way, and then now I also have it so that it only checks at, like, 7 in the morning. There's this other, like, clock module. Okay. Um, 
So a brief caveat on that, um, bird shit also sets it off. So <laughs> one day I got all ready to go to the Metro and went outside and I was like, wait a second, it's super clear out. What the hell? And I went to go check if like the wires were messed up or something. And there was just a huge hunk of bird shit on it. <laughs> um, so that is one thing that I have yet to solve a little edge case. What about, what about human shit? I don't know. I mean, I do kind of live in the hood, but I don't think I don't think there will be human shit on my rain sensor. Also, it's so small. If someone shit on that, I would be like, "What are the chances of that?" Right. Okay. Um, Duly so, noted. So yeah, so I've got all these sensors. Like, I have a list of some of the ones that I brought, like temperature and humidity, the human body one, the clock, um, rain, sound, uh, ultrasonic distance sensor to see how far something is, a flame sensor. Um, something that can detect lasers something that changes signal based on how much light or what color light is hitting it a soil moisture sensor obstacle avoidance sensor vibration gas all sorts of stuff so basically like any any physical input well and because it's an open source community and this stuff is relatively um it's simple electronics uh this stuff is kind of commoditized like all of that and the more actually 16 sensors was like 20 bucks on amazon it's a sick, very. It's a very cool community to to be a part of. Um, That's awesome. So I've got all those. So those are all the inputs and then outputs. Like I can make lights go on. I can make sounds. I can make stuff move with like a motor. So like, what is my next project with Arduino? Is the broad question here? Okay. Huh. Something with food. Oh, like a sex robot. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> that's what I meant by food. All right, buddy. I gotta go. no i'm listening i'm listening so um i like food you know i like food and i like this nerdy stuff so uh what are you thinking with that well my first thought was something to bring you food but that's not really doable when you said motor i was like oh maybe a little motor can yeah and remember like i unless it's bringing me food in a way that i can't do or can't do as well it's not like one of my first choices okay what about something that tells you when your water's boiled? Oh, that is so good. Thanks. So it's good in that okay, it's good in that it's doable, right? Like because I'm so new at this and I'm I'm basically pretty bad at it still. Um I like that it's a project that I hadn't thought of that I can do and I think actually I would use something similar to the rain sensor because uh Oh, well, the steam condensing – oh, no, I could do a temperature sensor actually. I, yeah, I could just do the straight-up temperature sensor when the average temperature over a period of time like was 212 or whatever, 100 Celsius. It could let me know. The thing is is – it's on the list, right? But I want to I continue to think because basically commercial products do that just as well. Like the – but you don't need a computer to do that. Like the, uh, like the whistling kettle, like that does that with technology from like the 1800s or the 1600s. Right. So I want to do something that demands 1990s level computation. All right. Let's move. Let's try and move away from food then. Um, well, I'll keep thinking about food a little bit. The vibration one is kind of promising to me too. Like it reads little vibrations. Oh, and I, it, it's worth noting that one of the outputs, it can be a physical output, but it can also be like data about the input. So like a vibration, for example, like an earthquake sensor, the input could be the vibration and the output could be like sending to my computer. Like, yeah, there was a vibration that was this strong at this time. Okay. I'm thinking about the things that I like to do. I like to eat. I like to drink. I like to bike. I like policy stuff. But that's a, that's weird. I like scratching my back on my dresser. <laughs> Maybe you could program a, a back scratcher to... 
but I have a dresser. <laughs> I gotta head out. <laughs> you gotta go. I gotta head out. <laughs> I, I just know I know that you're that you can think of something for me. You have the ill out of the box way of thinking about these things. <sighs> That's a lot of pressure. You like to drink. Don't say it like that. When you say it like that, it makes it sound like I, I got to go to a meeting or something. <laughs> okay, so you like drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, something to save you from t- tasting something prior. Oh, oh no. I was going to say something that tells me if something's too hot to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the workflow on that is the following. The workflow is me taking a spoonful of something and then, like, taking my sensor plugging it in making sure the code is running right and then like prodding this thing like whereas i can just like i'm pretty good like i burn my mouth on pizza like one in five times when i eat pizza but like i'm generally pretty much okay after that also by the time you do that the thing is cold yeah yeah that, yeah <laughs> i think that's like a pretty over-engineered solution <laughs> um maybe i could do so one thing that the fitbit did i had a fitbit and i stopped wearing it um because I have no discipline, um, was like it told you how much you moved during your sleep. Maybe I could do like a vibration sensor thing and see if we got like similar similar results. That's good. So yeah, and also now that I'm putting you on the spot, I feel a little bad because like this is a major subject of online debate. Like what project should I do next? Not necessarily debate, but like there's there's a large community on this and I just kind of threw you into this. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, I love challenges like this. Yeah, this is kind of your thing. Technical challenges. Oh yeah, um, can you have something turned on before you get there? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, no, like, I can. Um, what is something? If you wanted something loaded up before you sat down to watch it. Um, that's like a little bit beyond the capability of this thing. Remember, this is like simple input, simple output. Right, but I don't care. Gotcha. No, but I also think that you're on the right track. Um, like at a certain time of day. I could turn on my lamp right? so that before I got home. But also, like, I just get home and turn my lamp on. <laughs> like, we're over-engineering problems. Uh, I mean, solutions. M- maybe I could I could make something where the input is um, every time you text me something about the podcast and the output is a drone strike on your apartment building. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can you make something that stops you from texting me about the podcast Mm, actually hold on on second thought i don't actually think i can do that with the current sensors that i have oh okay um what about one that just rips your larynx out so you can't do this podcast anymore oh that'd be nice yeah but i can do that myself that's not a tech enabled solution i can have you do that for me i'm far away that's why we do the catch-up we're too far Okay, I don't think we're going to – I feel bad. I don't think we're going to get an idea, but this was helpful to bounce things off you. Maybe we can ask listeners for ideas? Sure. Listeners, send us your ideas for simple computer things that we can do and then tell you about it on the catch-up. Can I try asking them too? Yes, please go ahead. Please help. <laughs> you should know that uh, bird shit throws off a lot of things with Arduino. <laughs> All right, we'll check back in next week on the Arduino front. We'll see what, what I'm building. Sex Robot 2017. All right, man, I got to go. Uh, I'm really creeped out by what you just said. Yeah, I get it. I would be creeped out too. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm not actually making a sex robot, right? I, I don't know that, and I think that's well, just... Well, I promise I'm not. I promise I'm not. That's just what somebody who is making one would say. Yeah, well... Well, I didn't want to keep podcasting anyway, so I'll talk to you soon, Noah. Great, great. Wait, we can't end it 
mean. We can't end it okay. mean. Fine. Alright. Alright, bye. Love you. Alright, love you. Bye. Bye. The Ketchup is Will R. and Noah Shore, with executive production by Noah Shore. Our intro music is by Headlong Snipers, and our outro music is by Skirt. Thanks to our sponsor, the paperclip from Microsoft Office.